0: The Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare, 3B, is a social enterprise with the goal of building capacity and capability in healthcare to increase value. As part of its mission, 3 v promotes the dissemination of knowledge. From our library of almost 1,000 books, we have produced short downloadable podcasts that summarise the most important classic books, book pods. These are essential for anyone working in healthcare and enable you to learn while you walk, drive or travel by bus or train. Enjoy this week's book pod and ensure you get a new one downloaded by subscribing to Radio Value from your usual podcast provider. For the last hundred years we've been pretty clear what we mean about teaching and educating. The term teaching is used for A systematic approach of transmission of knowledge or skills, usually to children. The term training is sometimes used in adult life. (laughs) Education is seen as a bit deeper, so schools teach, universities educate. That's been the language that's been used. In both of these approaches, the person called the Student or the pupil, or sometimes the learner, is seen as someone passive. They're an empty vessel, either to be filled with facts and knowledge, or to have certain insights and skills developed. But it's very much a one way process. But this has been questioned by a number of people, notably Etienne Wenger. And he studied both teaching and educating, and management, which he saw as similar to teaching. Namely, there was the management, and the management ensured that data were produced, that data were fed back, and then on the basis of the data, change occurred. But that assumed that they were doing the right thing in the right way the first time. What Eddie and Wenger did was develop the idea of Communities of Practice, and he he published this in 1998, and the subtitle of the book is Learning, Meaning and Identity, and it's much more about learning than about teaching or educating or management, because it's taking it from the perspective of the learner and what the learner can contribute both to their own development and the development of their community or their organisation. So let's take an example from the health service. One approach that we could take is that we educate people individually. All right, they may be sitting in a classroom or a lecture room, but they are lectured individually and examined individually and kept up to date individually, even though they may meet it now and again in groups. They're learning as individuals. And then organisations Their learning, if there is any, is based on their data. So objectives are set, activities are determined, data is collected, and the organisation sits and looks at the data. It may look at their data in comparison to other similar organisations, but that's usually in a league table sort of way, either hoping they're in the top quartile and doing well, or being concerned that they're in the bottom quartile, and might be criticised or punished in some way, and often quite happy just to sit in the middle. Again, passive. Now, what Wenger talked about was, and I'm quoting now, rethinking learning. And now I'm going to quote the key text from his book. As I will argue in more detail, Placing the focus on participation has broad implications for what it takes to understand and support learning. For individuals, it means that learning is an issue of engaging in and contributing to the practices of their communities. For communities, it means that learning is an issue of refining their practice and ensuring new generations of members. For organisations, it means that learning is an issue of sustaining the interconnected communities of practice through which an organisation knows what it knows and thus becomes effective and valuable as an organisation. Learning in this sense is not a separate activity. It's not something we do when we do nothing else or stop doing when we do something else. So that a very important principle. So you could take a group of organisations, for example, a group of departments of respiratory medicine, or even better, a group of networks of professionals of different sorts, general practice as well as specialists interested in respiratory disease. And as well as working very hard with their own population, They meet to talk and learn, not to become top of the table or bottom of the table, but to share. It's a community of practice, a community of different learning organisations. Now, you do still need a bureaucracy. You need to ensure that these individual organisations are employing people in the right way or spending the money according to the rules, But that's not the way to grow. The way to grow is through a community of practice. And that's what we need to develop to create a culture of stewardship and increase value.